crazy, you know that? Yeah. You know that? <laughs> yes. Probably. How much money did you say it was? $80,000. Universal presents Burt Reynolds, Sally Field, Jerry Reed, and Fred. We're going to really have to cook. I mean, put it on the back burner and let's cook. Is that a 10-4? 10-4. And the only thing that stands between them and an $80,000 prize, Jackie Gleason as Sheriff Buford T. Justice. I got a barbecue, y'all! Bandit, I got a Smokey report for you. And what's your handle, son? My handle is Smokey Bear, and I'm tail-grabbing you right now. It always helps to have a visual. Speaking of non-visuals, welcome to episode 94 of Tell Me Where to Turn. Are you, you are you personally welcoming me? Yes, welcome to this your home. My, this is my house. But look how relaxed I am at your house. It's no, like God. I've always been here. And you know what? If you want to go ahead and kick your feet up there, you can move that animal out that of the animal? way. This, this giant pea that's next to me. <laughs> I'll take my shoes off. Yeah, I'm see... Not, that be frowned upon. Do you think this went better than the rehearsal? No, it didn't. Was the rehearsal more natural? I think it was. This okay. is a little forced. Feeling very, <laughs> very good and relaxed here. Not bad. It's never good to force pretty much anything. I'm sure your GI guy told you that. It's true. Just don't want to force it. Yeah. Just let it happen when it happens. That's the way to play it. That's Always just talking, the way to play <laughs> it. That's just talking out. So not even the other direction. <laughs> and speaking of the other direction, we have... Uh, down south of us, somewhere in Texas, we have uh, one point break day via phone. Live via the technological miracle of Skype. Nice. Live from the Beto campaign headquarters. <laughs> Dude, so much Beto going on. Oh, yeah. If they, if they geo-target his cell phone spamming, like, you don't even get it here. Like, they already know. Austin's good. We'll just spam everyone else. The Russian bots don't even bother. They don't even bother. Yeah. Uh, so you can, uh, first off, let's find the show on Twitter at where to turn pod. And you can find me at Glenn three underscore 11. You can find me at Tommy two underscore zero. And you can find me at point break underscore Dave. So I have a uh, couple things to start us off. One be two more things than you brought to our last episode. Oh man, let's let's go back to that. That'll be the thing that really kicks it off. So episode ninety three was just uh, Tommy and I, and I think it really harkened back to the days of where we used to call each other and just say, "Hey, you ready to record the podcast? Yeah, what do you want to talk <laughs> about? I don't know. I'll start us off, and then uh, we'll just go from there and hit record. It was." That's where we were at in the last episode, for sure. You know how in business, when they have charts and graphs, and they're plotted over a long course of time, and there may be little dips and valleys in between there, but the uh, they call it being directionally correct, you know, the uh, overall trend is up. Okay. I feel that way about the show, but I think last week was one of those big dip anomalies, where when you have the little dots on top of the dips, it's going to look good in the long term. Yeah. But we definitely dipped. Yeah, that was... Episode 93. That was a tough one. But hey, I what do you expect? I can't speak for all our listeners, but I enjoyed it when I listened to it. 
good. Well, we it's probably, had, probably because we were talking about things only the three of us are interested <laughs> in. So we were like, this is this is great. Everybody else was like, what are you guys doing? And you only had half of me even involved. There was like a ghost of me hovering above watching me podcast. Well, Dave, you've seen this, you've seen this live and in person many times, but he's sitting right over there only closer to the TV. And there was times I was talking, looking straight at him, and I don't think he heard one word I said. He was so engrossed in the TV. I got to be a listener for the podcast <laughs> as well. It's like when when, when you listened to the episode in your car the next day, you were also hearing it for the first time. <laughs> yes. So uh, my first item is we, we might have a live uh, live for us recording. DraftKings watch here as uh, in tonight's two dollar pay a thousand up top table setter tournament. I am currently in sixth place. <laughs> Whoa! Out of eleven thousand. Whoa! And we've got three or four guys still playing so how many late games are there tonight i didn't even mm, take note i know colorado was colorado was in rain territory Ooh, that tonight. could be a big factor if that's out of delay now yeah since probably every other of the eleven thousand has eight players in that game yeah let's see um just two games two late games about to start so if that if that colorado ends up getting canceled we, we may as well go ahead and get the large oversized check mailed right to your house, right yeah. to Glen Mansion. Possibly. Because the last two games tonight are not going to be heavy ownership to get in all kinds of DFS talk. So we'll keep you updated on that. I'm sure by the time the podcast is over, I will be in like 6,000th place and <laughs> it won't matter anymore. My other thing is uh, a new segment I'd like to invent just now that's called problematic or not problematic all right you put it this is where you, you'll put in some theme music i'm just gonna kind. put in the finn balor intro music that's the pretty much all only thing oh. i've got so um i have two sons <laughs> and they have birthdays uh coming up here before the end of the year and it's always a uh topic of conversation as far as birthday party themes so we've done we've done Star Wars, we've done The Lion King, we've done Super Mario Brothers the last three years. I believe Super Mario was last year. It was. I was uh I was there. Quite an event. Glenn, do so, you do combo birthday for both of them? Yep, it's one huge party because their birthdays are so close together. It's a good cost saving maneuver. So talking about them talking to them about it tonight, about uh, a theme for this year. They were looking at some options. We threw some stuff at them. They were looking at some other stuff. They basically just looked through their toys for the most part, and like their books for like which one is their favorite for the time at the time. And uh, so we let them talk about it or whatever. And then they walk over to us and they're like, "You guys decide what you want to do this year." And say, so "My youngest one says yes, yes, Dad. I want to have a Black Panther party." <laughs> so I throw it to you problematic or not problematic i think clearly not problematic the only problem is going to be how do you construct the invite to the party i think once you get past that the rest of it's not problematic at all you just can't say we're having a black panther party <laughs> so is it a matter of fist or no fist <laughs> if i get invited 
and cause some sort of ruckus, can I leave by saying sorry for interrupting your Black Panther party? Obviously. (laughs) I think we would definitely have someone in character, in uniform and everything, (laughs) just to stop everything down. (laughs) So that's... uh, that's what I got to kick us off. So yeah, the invitation. I guess is another another problem. Yeah, besides the invitation is how how detailed the costumes are going to get. Well, because I think there's a level of detail that could be construed as very offensive, especially on social media. Uh, okay, I wouldn't go to the effort. A, a of level that of detail. specificity, I would say. Yeah, tone, if you will. <laughs> we, we, I'm not we sure I have, like your tone right now. We don't have costumes. It's just decorations I mean it's similar but they're there's not like a face painting booth or anything like that if we're you're not gonna reenact that fight by the waterfall (laughs) in full costume with tone (laughs) I know a guy Um, you versus T.O. Owens no we're we're not gonna do that I, I think we're gonna decide against a Black Panther theme. We're gonna mm. we're gonna look elsewhere. Quickly, speaking of that fight scene, did you guys see the trailer for Creed Two? Oh, I've seen it. Definitely, I will be there. Showfield weekend, out. if not day one. Showfield trip. Uh, what day? is it coming out? In November or December? Does anybody know? I think it's November. Before Thanksgiving. I believe we can look so. this up. Yeah, I'm but the rumors are true, Tommy. If you haven't seen it, it's Drago's son. He's fighting. That's the climactic. Yeah, you guys aren't pulling the leg on this. No, no, no. no. I haven't seen it. Let me it's see what happening. the. If I was gonna say we're about to be sitting in a tent. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's if definitely that's really true. Uh, it's definitely Drago's son that. That is in the like the teaser trailer. Is there thing. any chance he could be played by Rusev? <laughs> <laughs> November twenty first. So that that sounds very Thanksgiving ish. I think is Thanksgiving on the twentieth this year. Third third Thursday. Just keep keep Google or searching. Fourth. I always forget. It's always the fourth. Is it the fourth really? Y- yeah. Well, that's calendar talk for this week. <laughs> Did you guys see the trailer for the third season of True Detective? I did. Speaking I did of, too. yeah, speaking of birthday parties. Do we need to watch that for the show? Thanksgiving's on the 22nd. So it's the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's perfect. I'll be out of town. Oh. <laughs> I'll be at the movies. I'm, I'm going to go see it that weekend, but it, it'll probably be by myself. It's probably how it'll play out. It's how I saw the first one by myself. So, What were we talking about? Show field uh, or show assignment, True Detective next oh. season. Episode by episode. Give it the Koresh treatment. January? I think that's right. We, we need something for this fall, too, that we need to work on <laughs> before we get to... Before we get to True Detective Season 3. Let's be honest, we probably need something for this episode. That's very possible. Dave, tell us what's going on in Austin. I see you just sent me a picture. 
Yeah, you want to hear a good work story? So Do I need to show this picture to Glenn to give him context? You can show it to Glenn when the time is right. Okay. <laughs> it's all about timing. It is. But th- this is quite an interesting 40-yard dash. <laughs> Did you receive two images? Show them the first one when I, when I let you know. So without getting too into detail about my profession, the way I make my way in this world. Um, I am helping create a presentation at work, you know, generic PowerPoint. And one of the items discussed is essentially finding the right candidate for a you know, like a hiring position, finding I, the exact you, person you need. Can I tell you who my right candidate is? Who? Beto. <laughs> He's my candidate. I want to hear about Beto. Um, so we're going through, and I'm talking to our designer, who's actually going to go and make the look of the, the PowerPoint, make it look all nice. So we get to the the slide talking about that. I was like, okay, you know, here's kind of what we're doing. Um, need you to find an image that conveys, hey, out of all these possible people, we find you the right one. So Tommy, will you show Glenn the first picture? So this is what they came back with the next oh, day. Hold on one second, sorry. Here we go. Was picture this image. that conveys? For some reason, well, let me turn it landscape. So there you go. Glenn, can you kind of describe what we're looking at here? Um, a bunch of white people in suits. They're all, the color of the pictures in black and white, they're all facing away from you except for one white dude in the middle who's who facing in, back and looking up color. at the camera. Who is what? Who is in color. Oh, who is in color. Yeah, so it's basically, it's, it's like a Schindler's List metaphor, but without all the death. So, definitely conveys the, you know, needle in the haystack, finding the right person. But I told them, listen, good idea. It can't be a white man. Like, we can't be up there talking about, we find the right person. <laughs> and it's white guy wearing a tie. Like, we can't do that. Surrounded so, by a bunch of other white people. Yeah, but if you look at the picture, it, I mean, everybody it, else is really dark in color. I mean, I think that, that they're... It was literally the first thing I picked up on. Is yeah. That's a bunch of white people. To me, to me, I, I could see the point. I'm not entirely sure that makes it better if they're all... <laughs> it makes it a little bit better. But just in general, I don't think you can be be that narrow i guess so no i mean like, every one of these needs to look like the cover of a community college catalog <laughs> it's got to represent everyone. everything you can think of it'd yeah. be all inclusive yes like beto right and just to cover all our basis the quote-unquote right person in the picture should probably not be a white male just throwing it out there that's Duly noted. So I was like, hey, good job, but let's find a different image. So they're like, all right, 
come back the next day. Wait a minute. Does he just do the exact same image, but he photoshops like bunk from the wire in there instead? <laughs> that may actually have been better. If you'll look at the next image. Ah, yes, I have it. Describe that image, Tommy. Oh, okay. So in composition, it's very similar to the other image. There's a lot of grayed out figures. And then there is a business looking Lego piece uh, in a suit facing the camera, standing out from all the black and white other Lego pieces. He's a yellow Lego man with black hair. And that is when I had to let them all know that that's the exact same picture. <laughs> it is. In terms of Lego, yellow is white. <laughs> and like I was in a conference room explaining to them using the example of, listen, you know how in The Simpsons, a poo is a different color, but everyone else is yellow? <laughs> that's how yellow it is. is with yeah. Yellow is white in Lego terms. And I get paid literally thousands of dollars a year. So they pay you for it, though, for your opinion, not to be a yes man. <laughs> it's true. And to keep bad decisions from happening, and you end up creating a Twitter firestorm <laughs> that you've got to deflect and say, yeah. hey, this guy didn't work for us, or yeah. something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, or maybe we don't know why people are even asking us about this guy. <laughs> you know. As long as everybody's working equally hard, I'm good with good with it. You know, that's the main thing. And so, doesn't come out and say, hey, guess let's what? Just, let's just all do our part. Hey, did, did you know, quick sidebar, there is a very interesting addendum to that story today. Uh, should you, like, do some kind of setup as to the story itself? Yeah, you know, trying maybe, to distance from that a little bit. Maybe he, a guy who put some comments that, the opposite sex in his same position doesn't make as they don't make as much money and yeah. they don't deserve it for various reasons. Right, because maybe they just don't work as hard. Right. So that guy, um, as we documented on our text message, had a lot of hot sports opinions that would align closely with the exact opposite of what Beto believes in. He's definitely set fire to some Nikes. Yeah. <laughs> So w would you be interested to know in a very shocking turn of events that uh, that guy doesn't play for the same team that we all play for? Like he's a big SmackDown fan? <laughs> yeah, he's more of a, if we're the red brand, he's more the blue brand. Seriously. Like, yeah. Ba is, that a, is, that is, a, for him? is that a weird juxtaposition that you don't usually run into like hardcore, way out there, right wing, just full throttle social media figures that then also enjoy the company of the another man that's a strange that's strange to me a little bit well i don't know if strange is the appropriate term but well strange unexpected. in the terms that it's yeah un, yeah un, unanticipated not that there's anything wrong with that it's of just course. you don't that's just not something you see every day no lego or in human form <laughs> either way Man, these cords are getting hung on everything, including my own leg. I'm trying to, I'm trying to create a more casual oh. environment. I got you in here in the, in the great room instead of the side room, and you're gonna complain. Side room, eh? Yeah. Would you like to? By the way, this the visual is really weird. 
on Skype, like you two dudes just sitting on the couch. There's like 10 feet in between us. No, there is a lot of room, but it's just like, you're just sitting there. It's like the, you're flipping around and it's like big brother or real yeah. world. And you're like, like eh, big I'm brother skip after on. <laughs> Brazzers. <laughs> would you, uh, would you like to stop down for a quick, uh, segment of things that only Tommy cares about? I'd love to. And I got to warn you. Get your get your skip button ready because this is going to be about golf and fantasy football. Oh my god. Okay, hole by hole and position by position. But first, yeah, I'd like to go hole by hole in my last round. No, quickly quickly on this one because I I I really thought of you a lot, Glenn, but I played around a round of golf very spontaneously. Um, Sunday I found myself uh, with some time we had to drive out of town to visit relatives and we had actually done the very brilliant move of sending our kids on ahead by a few days right so we found ourselves home for about 48 hours and after we had done it like 30 times <laughs> and there was just nothing left um, I found myself with a few hours to kill before we had to leave and I thought, well, just on a whim, I would check all the the local public courses because the club's booked up and just see if I could grab a really early tea time on Sunday morning. And this is not something I typically do. And I'm just flying solo, you know, be the, the fourth wheel in another group. And as luck would have it, um, you know, most everything was booked up for the holiday weekend. But one of the local courses in Frisco had a 7 a.m., you know, one spot left tea time. 7 a.m., 7 a.m., huh? yeah. So it's just you and so just me, me by myself, luck of the draw, who I get paired up with. Well, um, I got out to the tee box and again, it's going to be hard for me to tell the story without sounding like country club guy, but I have spent enough time out there that I'm kind of used to like a certain level of decorum. Okay. <laughs> and I got to the tee box and, and I kid you not, um, it was three guys. Well, one of them was wearing jean shorts. Um, I'm in favor of that. Yeah. They would all be very much opposed to the wall being built, like highly opposed to they that. They would be opposed to it. Correct. Okay. Correct, because that would just not align with their beliefs, I don't think. Okay. Um, three really nice guys. Well, we pull up to the first tee, and we're, we're kind of waiting for the fairway to clear, and the guy says... I said, I made just, you know, kind of a small talk comment. I said, oh, gosh, it's pretty early. And he goes, hey, you need something to get you started? Whoa. Yeah. And I said, well, it depends what you're talking about. And he reaches into the kind of little glove box area of his cart and pulls out a full bottle of Fireball. <laughs> That's not Cracks the top, takes a drink out of the bottle, and hands it to me. And you were like? No, thank you, sir. That's exactly what I said. I said, hey, you know what? I, I can't get started that early. I said, I got I to gotta get out of here and go visit in-laws with my wife. I, I couldn't do that. Okay. And he goes, um, well, hey, what about this? And then he pulls out a little wooden box and uh, offers me a uh, something that maybe is green in color. <laughs> that you would smoke. <laughs> that you might smoke, Yeah. And I said, I said, oh, no. And he was like, well, hey, you don't mind if we do that, do you? And I'm like, no, absolutely not. Right. You do whatever you need to do, sir. Did you show him your D.A.R.E. t-shirt that you had on? <laughs> this guy, 
in the first four holes twice, his drive went 90 <laughs> degrees to the right, including once <laughs> where there was a tee box that's kind of situated where there's homes on either side. Yeah. His tee, his tee shot landed on the roof of the house immediately to our <laughs> right. Like and I told him, he was, he was very good natured. I said, I don't think a ball's ever hit that guy's roof until today. Yeah. That's never happened. That's before. difficult to do. So these guys sound awesome. By the way. Yeah. So these guys were the three worst golfers I've ever seen. And they thought I was pretty much ready to get my tour card. So, that's really weird that they're that bad, and they were playing at 7 in the morning. Yeah, and they had all been in Houston the night before at the Texas Tech game and said they were so drunk from that that they were they were um, not even sure how they got back to the Metroplex. Were they near our age or younger? Um, no, they're probably around our age, maybe slightly older. Oh, okay. All right, carry on. And where, where, was, this, uh, where was this at? Um... I know what I know. I know why you're doing this. It was at the plantation in Frisco. Did you hear that point break, Dave? I did. You played golf at the plantation. Yeah. I'm so, not surprised. Huh. So I think that they felt bad, and I was I was not in a big hurry. I was trying to be very supportive and encouraging, but it was a situation where I would hit my tee shot, and then each one of the three would hit at least two or three shots before I would hit again, and I was playing well. To the point of, I think on hole seven or eight, they they came up to the tee box and they said, "Hey, we're just going to play a scramble amongst us three from here on out." <laughs> I've been there, <laughs> and uh, you just keep doing what you're doing. And they were very encouraging to me, but I I ended up cracking off a pretty good score for myself. Shot a 41 on the front nine. Good night. Yeah, and then kind of kind of tapered off a little bit. Ended up with an 87 uh, as my final score. But I I went on a run and the first four holes of par 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 bogey. And at that point, I think they were ready to just throw in the towel. Then <laughs> that counted every stroke as one, not not three fifths. <laughs> Out at the at the PGC, as they say. I'm not gonna stoop down to your offensive level of humor, Dave. Any any thoughts? I'm about to turn my mic off. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, a segment that. No one but you would care well, about. Let me tell you about fantasy football. Oh, yeah. Have you ever been the commissioner of a league? Uh, yeah, and I am by title only the commissioner of the League of Ordinary Gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, a buddy of mine actually runs everything. He's co-commissioner, but he does everything. He just gave me the commissioner title one season when he was taking, he was going back to school, getting like postgraduate stuff. the guy stuff. that murdered his parents? No. He, when that guy only murdered his dad. Oh. His his mom is very much alive, I'll have you know. For now. Um so yeah, I am the commissioner of a league, but I'm basically like the queen of England. I just kind of show up and and look pretty and but I don't do anything. But I've done it before in other leagues and it's it wasn't bad because as opposed to what we talked about last episode, everything in those leagues was done online, nothing in person, no controversy. Smooth as could be. I've been mired in controversy the last week. Dave, Dave's been involved in this too, but refresh my memory. Did you run this league for a year and then quit because of the abuse, or was that the basketball one that you quit? I ran. I think you ran this yeah, I ran first this one before I, I took it one. over. 
But and I'm I'm about to shudder this thing. I'm about to shudder this thing from the amount of abuse I'm taking. It's not a keeper league. It's just a straight league, but it's the same 12 guys every year. So what's so controversial? Okay, so Dave, what, what drove you away? Dude, it's just a whipping, man. It's like you you know you send out all this stuff and i think we were doing yahoo just the standard scoring and then like two weeks in everyone's like well hey why don't receptions count as a point or whatever it's like dude it was all there like i didn't make the rules like you should have read them and then trying to get money from everyone and Mm. it's just a whipping man i didn't have the controversy tommy's having to deal with but it was enough just you don't need headaches in life, man. You need to be like Tommy's golfing buddies and just have a good time. Just fireball and weed. Yeah, and if you hit the way, if you hit one off the toe, just put another one down, hit it again. <laughs> yeah. So, what's your current controversy? I, I'll be a unbiased third party. I I told you on the episode last week, as opposed week, to you, anything you would find at that golf club. <laughs> if you listened to the episode last week, but. One of the issues we're dealing with is that we're not having the draft until Friday, which is the day after the first game of the season takes place. Over a month ago, I sent out a poll for the league to vote, and it basically said, would you rather do a live in-person draft one day after the season starts, because that was the only day everybody could be there, or we can do an online draft any time before the season starts. They voted 10 to 2 in favor of the live draft, so get the... Mind you, the majority of the league has already weighed in on this. All of a sudden this week, they're acting like that nobody's ever brought up this before. They're all upset that they're going to miss this first game in the league. Well, the Yahoo settings don't allow you to score a partial week. Your options are one of two things. You can either start the league in week two as normal, or you can go back after the entirety of week one is complete and then retroactively assign, manually assign scoring for that week, which I'm not going to do. Right. So I told the guys, no, I'm sorry, we'll start in week two. Well, then the questions come in. Well, are you going to change the payout? Why would I change the payout? Are you going to extend the season another week? No, I'm not going to run it into week 17. No. Every, everybody's got an opinion about everything. Well, then I send out the draft order, which I did the same way I do every year, randomly. I, I open a spreadsheet, put the 12 team names in there, tell it to randomly assign them an order. Well, then, uh, then the emails start. Well, did anybody watch you do it? Can you, ve- can you validate that this is the way that it happened the first time, or did you run it twice? I mean, so unbelievable amount of questions for something as simple as this. If I were to win this league, is the payout anything with a comma in it? Yes. Okay, so at least... Low, though. Okay, but that's at least something. I mean, that's... They're verifying... That gives them some motivation. Because it's like mine... Our league, I think if you win first place, it pays like 400 bucks. Mm-hmm. Not that that's nothing, but... No, that's great. But we also... I don't know. We... One, we don't have a whole lot of controversies, but also I think it's just a different dynamic because, uh, like, we had in our league a guy didn't – he had a deadline to put in your keepers, and he missed the deadline because he, he didn't say he forgot. His excuse was that we had sent out by email what the deadline would be and that he's so proficient with his emails, and he was also on vacation during the time that he didn't get it. So then, instead of being sympathetic or 
well, I guess I am taking it to a podcast. It was basically just a dog pile of imagine being being so proficient with your emails that you don't even read them. <laughs> and then I purposely drafted the guy that he wasn't able to keep and like turned around and said the name while looking at him. So we have that, but nobody's going to fight each other. We, yeah. Everybody just kicks each other in the nuts. Yeah. And then one of the most outspoken guys about really wanting to do a live draft emails me this morning. It's like, oh, hey, I forgot. I'm in Mexico all week. I won't be at the draft. I'm just going to send you a list of all the guys I want to pick. Can you pick them for me during the live draft? Is it too late to do the online? No. Well, I, I mean, I think that's where you're headed. I'm I'm headed to folding the thing. I'm I'm about I'm about I'm about to do it. Oh, and then and then I'm also just being trolled by people like Dave and some of his buddies See, that are just now asking questions just to aggravate me that don't yeah. even make sense. Like the rules to the league are clearly on the league spreadsheet, and they're like, hey, so how many points for a safety? Can you remind <laughs> me? I mean, just stuff that they could easily look up themselves. I like that part. <laughs> That's the best part. But yeah, so I'm I'm uh, I'm about to fold this thing, and I'm sure I'm sure next will be um, email me, ask me, well, is Le'Veon Bell going to play Week One? Do you know? I'm still puzzled by the whole. Will the payout reduce? You're not. There's no I, weekly payout. Right? I don't know. I don't understand the question at all because the the payout's been the same every year. We do it first and second. Yeah. And then get your money back if you had the most points in the regular season. Okay. And that's it. That's all. I mean, it's that simple. What, how would I change that? I don't think you could. His argument was, well, there's now one less week for, for, for somebody to amass points during the regular season. But it's the same for everybody. Yeah. I mean, I'm spotting myself 100 points, but that's, that's <laughs> my fee for being the commissioner. Obviously. I assume that was your response to... Like, it's the same for everybody. Oh, my response was Comma, I emailed the entire moron. league today and I said, I will step down as commissioner right now if anybody wants to take this over. And no response. And then I gave a fake email address and I said, if you have any more questions, just email this address. <laughs> and it was another guy's name that, that's not in the league that none of us like. <laughs> it's actually a not, friend of Dave's. It's a funny story. Oh, not okay. a bad bit. Well, well, you'll certainly be in our prayers. Thank you. So what on? What's our next? Uh, what's our next stop here? Well, we're not a wrestling podcast. Definitely not. But do you think like the three of us are kind of like the Shield? <laughs> if we were the Shield, I'd be Rollins for sure, because I I do all the work. And you'd be Roman because you don't have a personality. Damn it. And Dave would be the lunatic fringe. Yeah, because he's pretty weird. <laughs> he's a weird dude. And I'm just not around some of the time. <laughs> He's just inexplicably not around for months at a time. And it just That's walks good. in. That's good. Yeah, I guess I can I guess I can live with that. So I we think had a we'd pretty, be uh, the riot squad. <laughs> pretty action packed raw on Monday. I think I think this would be the third week in a row where I could say it's actually been pretty good. Yeah. So I made I made a few a few notes. Okay. Um, just my observations. So the first thing, the Bella Twins made their in-ring return. Yeah. How many, How long has it been? Three years. Three years? I mean, I as to whether they won and whatever, but um, one of them botched a suicide Yeah, that's what I was going to say. My only takeaway from that twice. match was, yeah. Twice? Yeah. Was that oh, was no. botchamania happening out there. I only noticed one, and was it Bree or 
is it Nikki? I think it was Brie Bella that botched the. But I don't really, I don't really know how to tell them apart. They all look the same to me. Yeah. Um, so what was the? Well, they were both suicide dives that she botched. Right. Yeah. So she tried it, and then like it almost—I don't know if it was in the original plan—but they tried it again out the other side of the ring. And I almost wonder if it was on the fly, like, okay, I got to get this right. You can do it. I don't want to sound then, like a, anybody that's had Twitter controversy over the last seven days, but I do feel like women wrestlers in general will, if they miss a spot, will go back and just try to do the exact same thing again, which is not necessarily what you're supposed to do. But I feel like that, that on a whole, that happens a lot. That she exercised the do-over clause. Yeah. In her contract. Yeah, and I don't I don't like that. I think you gotta move on past that sometimes. Well the one I saw, she her leg and kind of her foot just caught on the rope. Yeah. And like she almost she had just enough momentum to carry her kind of where she was kind of where they were who she was jumping on, but she was so close to just going like face down into the floor. They shouldn't be doing that stuff. They've been out of the ring for three years. It was like what, what uh Titus Worldwide was telling Dana Brooke, like, hey, Maybe not go for the flip. <laughs> <laughs> Just go for the pin. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah, didn't that listen. was bad. But I don't think they're going to be around for the long term. I think they're just in to promote the premiere of their show and the women's evolution, and then I think yeah. they move on. I don't. I don't think they're back in the in the mix to stay. They're not part of this the mix match t- tag team thing. Maybe in it for in a short term, but not. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna obviously. The, whichever one of them is married to Daniel Bryan is going to work at Hell in a Cell in that match. Yeah. And, but yeah, I, I think they're just there to get some, some promo juice for their TV show. And I, I find them both incredibly difficult to watch, but that's just my opinion. I agree. Probably the first time I've ever seen them. Yeah, I don't. I, they, I just, they make me uncomfortable. I was less than impressed. But speaking of being very impressed... And Dave, have you seen you watch Raw this week yet? I did. Okay, so we're gonna go this guy over here on the screen. There was an appearance by one Alexa Bliss and Elias in the same ring at the same time. I had to change pants. (laughs) (laughs) I had to shoot Elias from the waist up in that scene. I think. (laughs) That was great, though. My question is, did you pick up on the incredible chemistry between Alexa Bliss and Elias? This is going somewhere, storyline-wise. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, they're I, both the best things going. Let's be I, honest. No, and I love, th- I love that they have women's division people interrupting him now. I, I, yeah. feel, I feel like if they play this right, there could be a great story to tell. But they were... Yeah, and even, you know, he's got the normal bit. Does his thing. It's everybody hyped up and then <laughs> begins to insult the city. So then they bring out Alexa because she's from there, right? She's from, from Columbus. Ohio. Yeah. She comes out like she's going to defend it for a couple minutes and then she starts trashing the place too. <laughs> so great turn there. Did you like Elias's opening line of, I can't stand women who hit men? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is going on? Oh, did you watch that all the way through when Rousey came out? Oh yeah, dude the 
judo throws she did to Alicia Fox were, were so, so brutal. She's gonna hurt somebody. Yeah. She's gonna she's gonna hurt somebody, and then all this goodwill that she has with everybody is gonna go away in a, in a heartbeat when she hurts somebody. That was, was hard that the to only, watch. Was that the only person she uh, threw around? I feel like somebody else wandered in there and she threw them down too. Yeah, I mean, Mickey James was there. I don't know if she ever got physical with her or not, but... She got physical with Bliss, too. I yeah. think she hit all three of them at one point. Okay. Again, I'm pretty sure n- no part of her clothing fit right. It all just looked awkward. Like, she's always tugging on it. Everything looks wrong, yeah. Which is kind of like Dave when he's watching an Alexis Bliss match. <laughs> Nothing all, fits right. Always tugging on it. Everything, everything's tight. <laughs> so... Shawn Michaels comes out to do the obligatory sales pitch for the Australia show, which they're you know what they're leaning pretty heavily on the old guys for this. But when the music hit, I ruined this for myself. Oh, you did because I had no idea. Man. And my son and I are watching, and when the music hit, you know sometimes they would, especially back in the old days, the music would play, but he wouldn't be there. You know, it would just be like you know his presence was there. But when it became clear he was coming out. The Undertakers. Who the Undertaker was of. coming out. We were off the couch, just holding up the number ones. If you guys remember last uh, show trip to Raw, was when they were teasing him returning, and we were all chanting Undertaker, and he no showed. Yeah, I thought that Cena, same thing yeah. was going to happen. But I was thinking, so we're going on the seventeenth, which will be basically the first day after Hell in a Cell, and right. they're going to be on the frantic pace to promote the Australia show because they've just got a little bit of time. There's going to be something big. I wouldn't rule it out, man. We may see him again. Or at least get to see Triple H. That would be think we're, gonna, great. Think we're going to be in for some good luck in this. Will, as we're on that topic, will there be a new Universal Champion on September 17th? Who's coming out first? Is it the big dog? Or is there a a huge scream that starts things off. Oh man, that's a good question. I think I think the big dog is still going to have it. I think I think he's going to I think he's going to get through this. I think They're they've got too up, too much even, other stories to tell. They even mentioned on Raw that you know, oh, Balor took Roman Reigns to the limit, and then Strowman just destroyed him. They're kind of setting it up like there's no chance Roman can win. So I kind of agree with Tommy. He may pull it out. And they could also have a situation um, now that the, well, I don't want to jump all over the place, but there's there's tag team interest between the factions now too. So if they have all the titles in play there, it could be a situation where maybe all the titles end up on one side or the other. That's what I was thinking was that Strowman's aligned with, Zigzag and McIntyre right Ziggle now. Wiggle. And they just came out and said, Hey, we're just gonna take over the tag team championship because we just we just feel like it. And the poor B team. <laughs> but cheap shirts. I've gotta I've gotta say, and this goes back to the beginning of the show, the new tag team of Glorious and Gable. Oh, very I am on board with this tag team. I am on board with this tag team. Very interested. Me I think, too. I think they're going to go after <laughs> Ziggle Wiggle and the <laughs> and McIntyre make the reign short lived. You guys watched any? Gone back and watched when he was Drew McIntyre, his first run through the WWE. No idea. Oh man, you need to go. 
It'll ruin to- current McIntyre for you, though. Was oh. he like a surfer gimmick or something? No, he was. He was still whatever he is. What is he? Scottish. Yeah, something, something like that. Yeah, he was still matter. kind of that, but it was more like a blue bloody type. Wow. He just yeah. got off the potato farm. Did he have a shirt thing? that said, like, Happy McIntyre Day or anything like that? <laughs> that would have been over if he had, no. But then he got sent to NXT and Triple H recreated him, and that's why Triple H is the best ever. Yeah, I don't need to go back. I'm okay with where things are right now. So in the main event, Balor Strowman. What a waste of time. Well, it was all the setup, you know, to get all the all the principal parts out there. I just hate to see Balor have to be the guy that's yeah. laying on his back for that. Although it fits your other our other storyline right. with the constable sending him into matches he has no chances right. of winning. Right, just making his life terrible. Right. And I, I like where that's going. Did you guys notice, so at the very end, did you notice that um, Rollins really cut his arm on oh, that yeah. window? like. And I read afterwards, like, they were, like, legitimately concerned it could be a serious injury, like, with the amount of blood that yeah. ended up losing. So That was crazy. Even, so we haven't gone down that road, which is the, the, the chaos of the entire episode. Oh, that they have the multiple locker room emptying scenes. And with no explanation as to why the rest of the locker room They've is gotta beating up the They've got to give Elias shield. a pass on those things. It's just so weird for him to be out there, like, because yeah. he, he just doesn't care about anything. Like, he shouldn't be out there in the... Doing the or, faction type work, or I don't he like should that. he should be out there just slowly strumming his guitar, <laughs> right? Or just doing something totally different than everybody else is doing. I don't understand that. So, so let me get this straight. If you're the Shield, and you waltz out there to confront your rivals, then the rest of the locker room comes out and attacks you, and beats you up. You're the ones that get arrested and uh, and arraigned for inciting a riot, right? Is that how? And it then works? apparently steal the police van later. <laughs> so great. Roman has trouble with authority figures. I'll give him that. Well, yeah, we we were at we Raw six him, months yeah, ago we and he beat up beating up some police officers. Yeah, he beat up an entire SWAT team. <laughs> oh, boys! When we go to Raw nine seventeen, if this works out. I'm gonna win the T-shirt. I'm gonna win the T-shirt Olympics, because I have procured from a very shady overseas website a shirt that a fan created okay. in honor of their favorite wrestler. Okay, gold dust. <laughs> and I'm pretty happy with it if it works out. I'm very skeptical it's gonna one arrive and two be what was pictured. But if it is current star or former. Yes. On the roster. On the roster. He will be performing that night. But it is a shirt that is not available on WWEshop.com. And that's all I'm going to say. But oh, I also... You're not going to reveal? No, I, I'm not going to reveal because I want to get a genuine reaction when you, when we walk to, uh, walk to get in the car to go to Raw. Does it have sleeves? Oh, it has sleeves, yeah. I did get my son a, a kid-sized shield t-shirt he'll be wearing. So, pretty excited about that. And the wife also got a shirt. Okay, that's also to be... That will also be revealed at a time of my choosing, but I bet you can guess what it is. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's very inclusive. I think your question is, how inclusive is it going to (laughs) be? Is it going to be somewhat inclusive or all-inclusive? Is she now the member of a club? She may have a club membership. 
She may be a member of two clubs now, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I have two choices for my attire. I gotta flip a coin between Oh, if you don't wear the mower of lawns, then you're you're a flawed That's guy. That's what you gotta do. You're a flawed guy. You have to do that. Alright. We can do that. I can save the other Elias shirt for uh Phoenix, I guess. Oh man. Phoenix when when he's gonna clearly win the Royal Rumble. No doubt. He's so great. All right. So anything else in wrestling? Nope. I think we need to focus on what's going to start tomorrow night. It's football season, guys. Indeed. You know what comes with that? Leagues you can play in where you don't have to be the commissioner or mess with any of that bureaucratic nonsense. thing we like to call daily fantasy sports. Sounds glorious. Yes. Have you guys done any research for week one at all? Any thoughts? I've done a little bit, um, but probably not to the extent I will do. I'm gonna. Oh yeah. I'm gonna steer real clear of that Thursday nonsense, the single game thing that the, every time you log in, it's trying to get you to sign up for the one with the Ozark ad, the ten dollar. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna. I mean, I'll fire one at it, of course, but I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah. Steer away from it. I mean, I'm gonna play it's in it. It's a million dollars for first place. I can't I can't have some skin in the game. But it's one game. Yeah, it's just for it's tomorrow. Just, it's it's the single, yeah, the single entry. How many? How many entry? Oh, you only get no, no, one. No, 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 I'm sorry. It's the single game. You know, it's a multi-entry contest. It's okay. probably 150 entry contest. What's gonna get chopped up if you win it? You're gonna be winning like a hundred grand. Right. It's gonna be like any of those big, you know, Daytona contests or stuff. It doesn't matter. There's so many entries. There will be five or six people splitting it. In the, I'm sure the payout structure is such that it won't be even close. But I wouldn't say no to splitting it. But no, as far as Sunday's concerned, other than New Orleans being at home, I haven't given it much thought. Not much thought at all. No. Dave, how about you? I ha- I haven't started my research yet. I mean, okay. are we going to put Baker in every lineup? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. Have you guys thought about, you're playing the free uh, FanDuel, what's it called? Ah, uh, the Pick'em, yes. Yeah, the Pick, uh, no, the one Survivor League. Oh, yeah, the Survivor League. Yeah, I'm locked in with the Rams for week one. Rams in week one. Locked Dave, in. Dave, have you decided? I haven't yet. Because this is, is it 250 grand? Yeah. Yep. If you make it all the way through? Yeah, and I plan to. So I've, uh, I've already made my selection, and we're going with the Saints at home against Tampa Bay for that. Yeah. Well, I mean, with Jameis being suspended, it's probably a pretty clear path. The Rams at home or are they on the road? What's that? The oh, Ra- I, it doesn't matter, I don't think. They're going 16-0, so why would it matter where they're playing? Just like they're going to the Super Bowl last year? Is that you? They're going to the Super Bowl this year. We'll see. They start 0-1 against the Raiders. That's who they're playing, <laughs> right? I didn't just make that up. Now you're going to make me look at my phone. What what other research have you done that would actually be beneficial to people listening to the show hoping to profit All this right. weekend? Well, first off, the pricing is always real weird in week one. Well, because nobody knows. Yeah, and they set the pricing like way in advance, right, too. because they have to get hype up for that first week. Right. So you can definitely find value at pretty much every position. I think the only position you kind of have to – well, if you're getting the top – Top end guys, running backs, the only position you really have to pay up at the level that you're going to have to through the whole season. There's plenty of value at quarterback. Obviously, throwing the Drew Brees recommendation out there because he's at home. Um, cheaper options. 
Deshaun Watson is only like the fifth or sixth highest priced quarterback, and he might be the best, the best value out of anybody this week. It just makes me nervous that he hasn't played. Yeah, that's why I'm hesitant to. And they're on the road. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's an interesting pick if you're doing multi entries, but I wouldn't hinge your strategy around that. No, if if we're just talking like cash game, fifty fifty, double up type stuff, I'm. I can't imagine I'm not starting Drew Brees. Yeah, I think that's the play. Is you take Brees at home. Rams are playing the Raiders, by the yeah. way. Monday night game. There's not enough variance between the the highest priced quarterback and the mid to lower range to really I mean, you could just go cheap if you're pricing everything up at every other position. I think the only cheap guy that stuck out to me was Case Keenum for the Broncos against I think they're playing Seattle, but they're playing in Denver, and Seattle's defense actually sucks, except for <laughs> Earl Thomas, who hopefully <laughs> won't be on their team anymore within the next 24 well, to 48 he's hours. He's got his feelings hurt, so it's possible. But I'd go there. What about, what about Dak? No. You don't think that this whole thing has been a swerve and he's just going to – they're not even going to hand the ball off one time? Um, he's going to jack it up like 70 times? You know what? I think that's another Tavon reason. Tavon Austin's going to just that six touchdowns. That I don't think I'd recommend even playing any Panthers against the Cowboys, even if you know it might be a good matchup for McCaffrey because I think that game's going to have a real slow pace to it. It's going to be very. It's going to be like a seventeen to fourteen type game. It'll be if, like a Baron Corbin match. A lot of yeah, a lot of holds. <laughs> A lot, unless, of, a lot of reverse chin locks. And unless you get the touchdown for whoever you have in the game, you're not going to get good value. So I might just fade that game in its entirety. What about anybody we've seen in hard knocks? What about Jarvis Landry going against the vaunted Pittsburgh defense, but at a reasonable $5,500? Yes. Uh, you could definitely – you could lock that in. You could also – we mentioned last episode Jacksonville's got – some cheap receivers who will be getting pretty much all the work. And uh, if you want another name, I think look down Miami way and Danny Amendola. It's pretty much almost minimum priced. I think he's starting in the slot for him. Could be getting getting some targets. Yeah, I mean, you probably end up getting six catches for 50, 60 yards. If you get the touchdown, then you get all the value you could expect out of him. So what about high-end running backs? Who are you going with? Um, Zeke? David Johnson. Okay. Against the Redskins. He's a pretty big disappointment most weeks last year. Yeah, when you've uh, injured your wrist and you're on the sideline and a cap. That's a problem. <laughs> keeps you from racking up a whole lot of yardage. But Zeke could still be a good play. I'm definitely not saying don't play him at all. Gurley is not in the main slate because he's on Monday, Monday night. night. Yeah. Gurley was Gurley the Gurley Zeke one two punch last year was a big player for yeah. me. I would I would basically be scrolling down the flex position just praying there was one person there cheap enough to make that work. Right. But it did, and I that was a that was something that made me a lot of money for the kind of that sweet spot right before the suspension last year. Well you can you can make that happen this week. Well oh, you're yeah. not gonna get Gurley and Zeke, but, but you but, can get but not unless you do yeah, not unless you do a whole weekend long contest which they don't like to do for big prizes anymore yeah but you can put zeke with another top running back and you can get a couple of cheap wide receivers 
And then Well maybe I'll take your Amendola play. There you go. And then uh I like uh cheap tight end. I never pay up for tight end. I I don't think I don't know except for maybe like in a playoff or a Super Bowl contest, I've never played Rob Gronkowski in Daily Fantasy. I think that's smart. He's the always price way is so out of price. It's kind of like the same reason I never play Real Muto at catcher. It's good. I'm not paying $4,500 for a catcher. I'm it's sorry. Good, it's a good reference that yeah. one to two people in the audience <laughs> will get. Um, but the people that did, they've got their lighters oh up yeah. right now. But I like uh, Jack Doyle as a, as a cheap tight end. Oh, you know what? I just started that on Amazon yesterday. We watched the pilot. It was good. It's weird, to see, weird to see Jim in the, from yeah. the office in that role. Jim's pulling it off. It's good, yeah. So I think we're looking. I think I'm looking Breeze or Watson at quarterback. David Johnson. I like Alex Collins of the of the Ravens, running back. Um, some receivers to note. Got to have one lineup at least with Antonio Brown because if Bell's not playing, it might be one of those 15 reception weeks for Brown for the Steelers. But I really like. Chris Hogan from the Patriots and Keenan Allen from the Chargers and then the cheap guys I mentioned earlier. And defense, I think the Ravens is going to be the chalk because the Bills just announced that they're, they basically have a fern playing quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> They've gone ahead and canceled the season. And all the defenses are essentially priced the same. So it's kind of, again, if you're just trying to beat half the field – Maybe if everybody thinks the Ravens is the best play, just go with that and be safe. But in a tournament, um, I think they're going to win, and in a blowout, and I think as bad as Fitzpatrick is, I think the Saints will get at least two to three turnovers and maybe a defensive touchdown. So I'm probably going to have plenty of the Saints. So that didn't build maybe an entire lineup. No, but that gives you a lot of pieces to yeah. to work around, though. And I'll still be, we'll all be doing this over the next couple of days, listening and reading some stuff. And probably what I'll do, whether I post it before, but if I don't do that after the games have started, I'll just put it out there just to get an idea of here's what I played type of thing. Yeah, but you don't want people going in there and mashing you up because then you got to split the money with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a little bit of that last year, but yeah, nothing was too successful. I didn't mind splitting it. Speaking of uh, splitting the money, I, I would like to uh, go ahead and say you're welcome to everyone that played my college football picks this weekend. We went three and one. Dave, how'd you do? I posted two picks, and I foolishly bet your alma mater, and then I easily won my LSU, so we pushed. You know, Dave, i got to give you some credit, though, because there – there was not a lot of people backing you on that LSU play, and you were not only right, you were convincingly right. I was on that uh, group text we're on with a bunch of DGENs. I was getting hammered for my LSU pick all week leading and, up to it. And that game was essentially never in doubt. It was Never a sweat. Yeah, it was. there was never a moment where you were worried. Nope. I could have told you not to bet on the horns. They're a trash organization. Did you see the Tom Herman of Mice and Men press conference? Yes. What a <laughs> what an R word that guy is. <laughs> Not just in the book, like the the actual coach. Oh, I thought you were talking about Lenny. <laughs> no, the coach is Lenny. That's uh, I can't he's, even. He's Lenny, and the football team is the Rabbit. Is that what you're saying? I I thought maybe what was Lenny's brother's name? Uh, that uh, shot him. Uh, Spoiler alert. No. For the ninth uh, grade. Uh, 
George. George, Lenny and George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tom Herman is George, and the University of Texas is Lenny. <laughs> is the Lenny back of his head. Um, yeah, so... Also, maybe I'll get a pick out there. I don't normally do that, but uh, I welcome it. Maybe I can get Glenn's picks going. Okay, one last thing. Do you guys have anything else? No, no. End us on a high note here. Okay, so this is not gonna hold up, but I'm going to show one Tommy two underscore zero the current standings of the the two dollar table setter turn table setter tournament. Oh my God. <laughs> Are we t- tippy top? He is in first place. And not only in first place, he's in first place by eight points with double the innings remaining of anybody else. That's not well. exactly true. Of anybody else that I can see on the top part if of the If you start scrolling here. down, there's people with innings. I'm not going to scroll down, but I do want to see what we got going here. Wow. So this is interesting. You you didn't even really hit on the uh, pitching, pitching at that all. hard. But you've got Otani in there with his – 47 points today. Yeah. Matt Adams with 32 points. Simmons, Anderson Simmons with 21. Daniel Murphy with 22. This this is pretty sweet, but what we need is we need what this. What has Sanchez done? We need this. Gary Sanchez, as we don't overpay for catching, has two points. He's only 3,500 today. But he's also only in the top of the second. If Sanchez goes yard. He ain't going yard at O.co, but oh. if he can get you like couple of uh, RBI or so get you yeah. up to like seven to ten. Well, let's see, because I also. Well, that would be pretty impressive for you to pull off another big score in the same season. I also have the same lineup in this one, which pays fifteen hundred up top, and I'm at fourth. In this, in this, oh, you're in the in the mini max, but that's one hundred and fifty inch, one hundred and fifty player entry. Yeah, but it's only a dollar to get in it. But you're winning. But you're winning 250 in that right with the now, exact same lineup. Cancel all the games. Call so what them was off. the uh, what was the strategy putting that together? Just stack against Cologne. Uh, yeah, I'll have to just look at what I did. So, and li- people listening to this after the fact will be just fascinated. I think I had uh, Ball Cancer and Nick Pavetta <laughs> pitching in every lineup, except for maybe one. I had whoever threw for the Astros right. tonight. Um, yeah, I had a bunch of this same angel stack. Um, everything I looked at today had Matt Adams and Corey Dickerson in it. So I just plopped them in there and ended up, the catcher was, is usually the last position that I, and you had money left over. I had 3,500 and Sanchez is looking at me. It's his, it's first game back. Yeah. Second game back. I'm like, if I don't play him. Because I had my eye on somebody else. But if I don't play him and then he goes yard, I'll murder myself. But now if he gets two and Mike Zanino goes yard, <laughs> I'll also murder myself. You should have hedged. you got to always do the Zanino hedge. I mean, I have some, but, you know, the other lineups are in 2,000th and 6,000th place out of this 150,000 people or whatever it is. So we'll see how this turns out. That does add some credibility to your fantasy football picks so yeah because i'm really good at baseball <laughs> <laughs>